I came here from North Carolina. I've been a superintendent there. Uh, I also worked uh, as a deputy in the Chicago Public Schools. So I worked in the urban communities. And then when I was in Boston, did some work at Boston Public Schools too, as a, as a researcher at Dorchester High School uh, at the time. I don't know if it's still there or not. But here, here, here are a couple things that I think are really important. I think if I had to leave a sentence, it would be leadership really matters and who the leader is certainly matters, right? Um, I think that, you know, when you think about all the things that have happened in Ferguson for the last six years now, every year we have the anniversary, lots of things go on that sort of, you know, brings up the vestiges of the past, right? Uh, and when you think about all the folks who were leading during that time and where we are today, uh, a lot of it has to do with the leader, right? Who the leader is, how the leader shows up, how the leader's identity merges with the identity of the community or the context. Um, and I think that's really important. And so when you are thinking about leading and doing, doing this work, you've got to do what Iyanla says, your own work. You've got to really know who you are and how you how you will lead in a crisis. Uh, two things I've learned in leadership uh, when you're talking about leading in a crisis uh, is that you have to be calm. Uh, because if you're in uh, an uproar, then the folks who are following you take on your spirit and then they get into one as well. And then the other part is clarity. Uh, and be really clear about where you're going. Uh, and you can't do that until you build community, right? And I think that's the part that sometimes was missing in some of the work, even from Jennings. Mm. It's, it's funny because all the folks you put up there, I know all of them personally now. Uh, and, you know, Carrie Pace taught my son. My son's a, a sophomore here. Uh, and uh, we've, we've done a lot of things in the last five years. We've started STEAM schools, uh, IB programs. I'm, I'm a math teacher by training. And I think all kids ought to graduate from high school with a five on AP calculus. So that just gives you my idea about what I'm after here in Ferguson. Um, and the reality is that the reason that black children in particular in this country didn't get educated well is not because they can't do it. It's because of the lack of access to quality learning on a daily basis, period. Uh, so I think, you know, when I think about what matters here most now and even in the future, as we think about our, I think about our posterity, um, is having quality folks uh, and then building that community. One of the things that has helped me some, and yeah, you know, I want to say first that I'm nobody's savior. I'm just a simple man who grew up first generation college, mom and grandma raised me. So I know poverty. Uh, I actually started my first job in public education. I was a bus driver. Uh, and so, so I've had some good experiences that have helped me to realize who I am. So as I show up, but one of the things that helps me here now um, is, you know, my wife and I bought a house in Ferguson. Um, my son, our son goes to school in Ferguson. Uh, you know, we live in the community. We pay taxes in the community. Uh, my neighbors see me and know me and I know them. And, and that's, that matters because when you are leading others, they have to trust you. And you don't just get trust because you sit in the seat. You have to build trust. You have to build community. And that comes from time. It doesn't happen overnight. Race matters in this country has uh, for centuries and it will continue to matter. It's what we do with our, the time that we have now. Uh, we, we have, I think, an incredibly important um, opportunity in America, really this globe with what has happened from George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, to Maude Aubrey, and so many other things that racism is deep-seated, right? And let me tell you that we won't ever get to the place we need to be without our white brothers and sisters, without our uh, biracial brothers and sisters, of uh, brothers and sisters from all walks of life. So when I think about where we are today, uh, we made some progress, but not close to where we need to go. Uh, Wesley Bell, who is now the prosecuting attorney uh, for St. Louis County, is a good friend of mine. 
Uh, he was on the city council uh, and he was the one who opened the case with, with uh, Michael Brown. Uh, but what he realized was as he reopened the case, when he got elected, he was on the you know, city council for Ferguson. He got elected as the uh, county prosecutor, the first black ever, uh, brilliant young man. Uh, and when he opened the case again, he did his deep dive from a different lens, from his black male lens, if you will, his experience in Ferguson and living in this community um, and understanding the people in the community. He overwhelmingly uh, handedly beat the gentleman, uh, white guy who'd been there for 28 years. Uh, and, and so that meant he had to have, uh, you know, uh, bipartisan support, if you will. He had everybody behind him because he had built community. And what he said was, listen, you know, I've opened this case again. It's probably one of the hardest things I've ever had to do in my career so far as a prosecutor. Uh, but he, did, he didn't have enough evidence that would convict Darren Wilson of murder and manslaughter, right, under Missouri law. Uh, so, so he took a different lens. And, and let me tell you that the unrest that happened when McCullough, who was who preceded him, uh, took his position versus Wesley's was totally different, I think. And I think a lot of that had to do how they responded to that uh, re result was the community that he had built with the community. And so uh, back to my point, leadership absolutely matters. Uh, Tiffany Anderson, I think she did a different job than Larry did. Larry, by the way, still, Larry's here. Larry's my one of my deputies. Uh, Scott's still in, in place uh, in, in Riverview Gardens. The one of the things that Tiffany did, some of it had to do with her, um, her identity as a black woman uh, in a black community, uh, because sometimes you, you know, tend to trust the people who look like you more than you do the folks who don't, not that they can't, but if you build community, whatever color you are, people will follow you. Uh, I had this friend to tell me once that, you know, if you're, if you, if you're leading and nobody's following, following you, you're just taking a walk. Uh, so the reality is what we have to do is make sure that we build community. And she did that. Uh, and I think she did it in a very uh, uh, thoughtful way. Uh, her experience in Virginia, um, her experience here. She's now in Topeka, uh, Kansas, a superintendent. Uh, and, and Larry, his dynamic is a little different. Larry is, by training, he's an attorney. Uh, but, you know, he had never been a principal. Uh, an amazing uh, gentleman, uh, I think, compassionate for people. Uh, but some of you brought this out in some of the conversations I heard earlier. Um, you know, that uh, he was trying to buy time to try to keep calm and peace. But during a crisis, people want, what people want is leadership in the way that they want you to take them to a safe place. Uh, even if nothing else but in their minds that it's safe. Quite frankly, it's easy to play Monday morning quarterback, you know, and, uh, you know, things could have been done differently, of course. Uh, but I think where we are today is that we still have some room to grow uh, as a community in Ferguson, but I think that is a you know just a, a microcosm of, of the world. Um, and it, what I will say to you, and then I love to take some questions if you have them, is that you have to be really clear as a future leader um, about who you are, because when you get into a place where you're the leader, um, you're whether you like it or not, you're going to regress to your mean. What are you comfortable with? And if you haven't done that work that needs to be done when it comes to who am I and how do I think about myself? And more importantly, how do I think about people who don't look like me? Because if I'm gonna lead people who don't look like me, then I've gotta understand the people who I'm gonna lead. Otherwise, they're not gonna follow you, whatever context you're in. Uh, so context does matter. Uh, so, do, so does your leadership and your leadership style. And you've gotta figure out how to bring those together so people go with you. And quite frankly, Leadership doesn't mean you have to be in front. Sometimes it means you can be in the middle or, or in the back. You, you, you can't care about that. What you have to care about 
are the people who you're trying to lead. Um, I love teachers and sometimes I may get a little criticism about, you know, giving teachers too much of a voice. But the reality is somebody said this earlier, you take care of the teachers, they can take care of the children. And my, my baby's in there and I want him safe and I want him learning well. So I'm gonna take care of his teachers so that they can take care of him and all the other 11,000 students that we serve. Um, so I think that's, you know, leadership matters. Um, and I'll stop there because I could go on. I love what I do, uh, I'm passionate about that. Uh, this is my 27th year in this and I'll hopefully can do it at least 20 more until I can get him out of, out of college with no debt. <laughs> so I'll stop there and give you all an opportunity to ask any, uh, any questions that you might have. Good morning, uh, Mr. Davis. Thank you for, for those thoughts. So you mentioned a few times that leadership matters. Mm -hmm. um, and coincidentally, you still have, I think, Mr. LaRue uh, working with you and, and to Ms. Anderson. So I was wondering, we were all thinking in our conversation, our breakout room, we were saying how the style was a leader of Mr. LaRue might have been reactive rather than active in moments of crisis. Thoughts, thoughts we have discussed in our class. So what are your thoughts on crisis management in terms of leadership, in terms of sometimes being calm, like you say, or other times being head on, let's be a little more active. Mm -hmm. Thank you. No, that's a good question, Julio. I think just specific to the point of Tiffany and um, Larry. So, so the board that, uh, Larry was under was very different than the board that uh, Tiffany was under and that matters as well because when you're making decisions you've got to have the as a superintendent you have to have your board support right and the board in Ferguson Florissant had been more um, you know they, they did a lot of micromanaging I guess is the best way to say it uh, and Larry he was interim so his context was a little bit different because Larry didn't want to be superintendent doesn't want to be superintendent however he was someone said it earlier thrusted into this uh, uh, this opportunity, if you will. Um, and so he was trying to manage all of that with the board and with the community. Um, Tiffany, on the other hand, had, you know, full support from her board. She could lead in the ways that she needed to, to lead because the board allowed that to happen. And so I think that context, again, does matter. And so who the leader is makes a difference as well. And, and had Larry uh, wanted to be superintendent or was interested in that role, I think he probably would have taken a different approach. Um, but but I think that at the end of the day, uh, he has a heart for people and uh, him trying to balance that. Um, and so I think that makes a huge difference. You know, me, for example, in here now, I mean, it's different for me because I've been a superintendent and been a teacher, principal, all that stuff. Um, and so and then the board, uh, the board is very different now. You know, when I got hired, there were six white, one black. Um, now they're four black, three white. For the first time ever back in June, when we had our elections, uh, the black uh, vote has uh, been the majority vote on the board. Does that matter? Maybe. Who knows? Depends on the decisions that you have to make. Uh, but when you're in a crisis, I think all those pieces come to come into play when you're making decisions. Um, and I think it matters also when um, you think about who you are and who the board is and then who the community is, because all those stakeholders absolutely weigh in on your decision making. So, um Superintendent Davis, in the case that we read, it described the different approaches each superintendent took, but it didn't specify if or how they work together in the immediate aftermath. So I'm actually curious about how the system level response and coordination across the districts has shifted in terms of superintendent collaboration since then. That's 1A. 1B is Ferguson dominated the news in 2014 when images of Mike Brown's body were in the street were everywhere. And as we all know, there have been a number of shootings involving unarmed Black people and the police that have gone viral. 
So from your perspective, what is the community's current narrative of Ferguson in light of what's happened since Mike Brown's death? You know, just the, the, to your first uh, part A question, um, I think that the collaboration has shifted quite a bit. In fact, since and COVID has enabled that too, um, we meet every Wednesday and, uh, you know, we have a subgroup that meets every Thursday and I'm on that group as well. Uh, there are about 23 school districts in the St. Louis region, uh, but that's not including the other sort of surrounding counties who've begun to join us because we have a strong collaborative going on. Um, you know, there are still few black superintendents, of course, and, and, and certainly the majority of the students in the St. Louis uh, city proper and some of the metro uh, are black. Uh, but, but I think the collaboration part is there now. Uh, we, we converse about uh, what are the issues that we're dealing with, especially in light of COVID, but also back to some of these other issues around race, right? Um, so we actually are starting, uh, I'm happy to say, an initiative where the superintendents, it's just superintendents, will be learning together around this work on equity and diversity, sort of the A-bar work that everybody's doing around the country. So that's uh, to your first part. I think to the second part, though, when I think about what has happened with Michael Brown and where we are today and how we think about Ferguson, uh, you know, race, again, you know, some early on, Monica was talking about sort of, you know, uh, what were the words, uh, what has shifted and what has not. And someone mentioned the population had the white flight and then the power hasn't, uh, the power is shifting in Ferguson. Ferguson has a black mayor now. Ferguson has predominantly, um, the, the city council I think is predominantly black. So black folks have some power. It's how you use that power, right? That matters. Uh, how you write laws and policies that matter and how those things govern matter. And I think that we are in a place because change doesn't happen overnight. Y'all know that, right? Like we move at the speed of humans and y'all know that's extremely slow. Um, and so it takes time. But when you get those structures in place, then you've got to build from there. You know, our district, for example, we have some amazing programs from IB that we didn't have before to STEAM schools, to selective schools where you have to, you have to apply to get in. Uh, so, so some really great programs supporting teacher, uh, teacher uh, uh, knowledge, content knowledge is, is another key piece for us. Uh, and also teacher practice in the classroom has been another huge shift. And then principal leadership. And I say all those things to say when we think about Michael Brown and what he got, how do we change that narrative, right? How do we change the narrative around black children getting educated really well um, and, and making sure that they, like all kids, get access? And so that's what we're after. Um, we don't want to hold white mm -hmm. children back or any child back. We just want every child to get educated well. I think that will begin to change the narrative even more.